Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Jesus made a lot of promises, promises that bless and encourage us. My favorite is his promise to come back to earth someday and fix this mess. But here's one that maybe isn't so popular. He said in John 16:33, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I guess we would have figure that out on our own, but he says it so we'll know that we can make it, because he did. Just before that, he said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. I've just come through a difficult illness, not that long, just a few days, but one that involved pain. The times of pain themselves were brief, but intense. Sometimes I would just whisper, Father, Sometimes, Lord, please have mercy. Other times, I acknowledged God's everlasting love for me and thanked him for his mercy in spite of what I was currently experiencing. We would certainly love it if in those times God would just make it stop, lift us out of the hurt. But he does not. Why? Let me read a passage from Psalm 66. He starts out shouting for joy to God for about nine verses, and he rejoices in all the mighty victories that God has won for his people. But then in verse 10, he says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. This life is not all joy and victory. There are tests. God is the one who tests us. And how does he do this? Just like silver is tested. And how is that? With very, very hot fire. Silver comes out of the earth mixed with other lesser minerals. The ore is put into a crucible which burns away all that is undesirable, all that is impure. In the process, the silver melts. But in the end, the silver shines brightly and becomes like a mirror. Dear friend, that's what God is doing with you and me. He puts us in the fire so we can shine for him and he can see the reflection of his own face in us. And so others in this world can see it as well. I wrote a little chorus years ago. I'm not going to sing it to you, but let me share the lyrics. It goes like this. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see wonderful things from your word. Give me an understanding heart so I can know your ways. Remove the veil from my face. Let me behold the glory of the Lord. Then... Touch my lips anew and cleanse my spirit too to make me a reflection of the face of God. That's what he's after. He is after restoring that image of God that has been marred by sin. Psalm 66 goes on, For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net, 
You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. A place of abundant grace. An abundant place of God's rich mercy, his divine presence. That's where we want to be. I told you in those painful moments, I would often just say, Father, Sometimes when we pray, we start out by addressing God as our loving, loving Heavenly Father. That's a good way to start. God designed human relationships as he did to teach us about himself. I am a father, nine times over as a matter of fact. If one of my children is suffering and I can fix it, I will instantly. I would die without the slightest hesitation for any of them. Oh, wait, I just remembered. God loves us so much that he gave up his one and only son to a horrible death so that we might have eternal life. God doesn't love us any less than I love my children. But still, when we suffer, he doesn't immediately make it stop. He lets us go through it. I found in my own life that enduring suffering has brought me a deeper knowledge of the love of God. A few years ago, after a surgery, I was having some real pain. It hurt bad. As I was enduring this, I began to think of the awful pain that Jesus endured for me because of his intense and undying love for a world of lost sinners. His presence in that time was so real that memory is one of the treasures of my heart. Now, I wouldn't ask God to bring that pain back, but I'm so thankful for that experience of his loving presence. I have to say this before I'm done. God didn't create a world of pain, and he doesn't get any joy out of seeing us suffer. I'm convinced that in the cross, it wasn't just Jesus of Nazareth suffering, but God, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Godhead is one. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.19 that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It wasn't just a Jewish man there. God doesn't enjoy our suffering any more than he enjoyed the suffering of his only son. The world was created by God, a paradise. Man and woman were created perfect. God didn't mess up the world, we did. The evil and suffering and hatred in this world are the result of man's sin, of listening to the voice of the serpent instead of the voice of God. And we're still doing it. But God will never be bested by the devil. The devil has his own wicked cunning, but he is no match for the wisdom of the Almighty. To quote the apostle, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and and knowledge of God. God takes the things that Satan designs for destruction and turns them against him. The pain that Satan inflicts, God turns around to be the instrument of our sanctification. He uses this evil to perfect us. After we are brought into the net and men ride over our heads, God brings us out into a place of spiritual abundance. I don't know a greater example of this than Joseph in the Old Testament. His brothers hated him, 
and sought to kill him. Instead, they ended up selling him into slavery in Egypt. He was a slave for years, most of those years spent in prison on unjust charges. He was a righteous man. After all this suffering, he was delivered and became the prime minister of Egypt, where those brothers later came to get food because they were in a famine. When they saw him, they were afraid he would kill them. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus, he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. God won that one. The evil Joseph suffered brought forth great fruit, fruit that looked like Jesus. Are you suffering today? Is your faith in Jesus? He is with you in your suffering. He feels that pain you experience right now. Stop asking, why is God doing this to me? He isn't. It's part of living in this broken world. Instead of questioning, worship him. Remember the pain that Jesus suffered for your salvation. Peter writes, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Dear Jesus, thank you that you suffered for us. You suffered the pains of hell on the cross to redeem us from sin to set us free. Lord, be with that one today who is suffering and assure them of your perfect love for them and that their suffering is making them into the image of Christ in whose name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening, dear friend. And if you'd like to contact me, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.